Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's Fight Week, Usyk Chizora. Uh, delighted to be joined by Mr. George Cambosis Jr. Mr. Ferocious, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Fight Week and uh, a few days out now. So I can't get the uh, smile off my face. I'm excited. Talk to me about your journey here. Did you go via where or did you come straight here? How did it work? No, I train in Miami. You know, I've always been in the US pretty much for the last seven fights. So um, I was in Miami for five weeks. Had a fantastic camp over there and just fine-tuned everything. Now we're ready. Um, time difference is pretty much you know, the same as here, a couple of hours um, behind. So there is no jet lag. There is no rubbish that Australian fighters get when they come here, when they're stuffed up by jet lag. We're, we're ready, man. Um, interesting fight this Saturday between yourself and um, Lee Selby. Um, how much of Lee Selby have you kind of seen over the years? Look, I've seen a lot of Lee Selby. How much of Lee Selby have you seen over the last few years? A lot of Lee Selby. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Lee Selby. And um, I, mean, I feel like I know him better than he knows himself now. We have uh, got a great game plan, you know, a lot of holes in his game, and we're going to expose him on Saturday. Obviously, a uh, former world champion, uh, lost it to in his fight with, with Josh Warrington. Did you, did you watch that fight? I watched the Warrington fight. Mm. You know, and Warrington actually uh, reminded us of myself. Similar style, except for I'm faster, bigger, stronger, and more aggressive. I mean, so if he got done over by Warrington, it's going to be a lot more more punishment come my way. Would you say Selby represents the, the toughest challenge, at least on paper, that you would have had in your career? Look, I don't really get into that toughest challenge or, or you know what he's done. Um, I just know what, what what I possess, and um, I've had some good fights, some solid fights. You know, my last fight was a former world champion. I believe that fight was a unanimous decision. Obviously, the judges scored a little bit closer, or one judge did. Um, but you know, we're ready. We're ready for this fight. We're ready for this challenge, and uh, you now we're excited. I can't wait. I feel great. You know, I'm on weight right now, and um, just ha ready to handle business. Extra intrigue, obviously, created by um, Tiafimo Lopez's win over Vasily Lomachenko, which means that the winner of this fight will be his mandatory Lopez's mandatory challenger. So. Um, I'm not saying you weren't up for this fight, but it's, it's just a, a little bit more incentive there. Yeah, it is. It's an extra incentive. But, um, you know, that excites me. That motivates me because I know what's to come after this. Um, and you believe that fight will happen. I handle business against Lee Selby, which I will. Naive saw butts. And um, Cambosis, TFMA Lopez for all the belts. That's, that's the goal. That's the vision. And I have a great team and we believe this fight will happen. George, what did you make of Lopez's win over Lomachenko? Um, surprised to some, not to others. Um, were you surprised? No, not really. I know, uh, you know the, the talent the kid has. And um, like I've been saying, this is a young man's sport. You know, the young generation is here. The hungry lions are, are here. Um, I'm part of the new wave that's, that's coming through right now. And like Selby, he's the old wave. Lomachenko is the old wave. Um, can't handle when the new wave is here. And he proved it, uh, Lopez against Lomachenko. And I'm going to handle the business and prove it again uh, this Saturday. Is it distracting, obviously, since Lopez's win, that obviously 
people will undoubtedly, like myself, be asking you about Lopez, but you've got a fight this Saturday, which you will be focusing on before you can even think of Teofimo Lopez. No, look, I'm focused on one man, one man only, and that's Lee Selby. But, you know, I mean, we know what's, what's at stake. We know the, that uh, Lopez is there, and like Selby's thinking Lopez as well. You know, we're in the same situation. Bob Aaron was, was mentioning my name and wanted to bring a massive fight between me and Lomachenko and a few fights ago. So that's always been on my mind. Um, that's the extra incentive, that's the motivation you know, to get through these former world champions, these guys that have been there, and take on the world champions. Um, look, I'm, like I said, I'm excited. And look, Selby's had his time. He's been there and his time has come and time, and go, and time has, has gone. Uh, it's my time. And I'm just ready. I'm ready for this fight. I'm ready for this win. You believe you'll not leave Selby out this weekend? I think so. I believe that I'm going to stop this guy, I'm going to hurt this guy. I've got too much for him. I'm too strong for him, I'm too fast for him, um, too much power. He's going to feel every bit of it. But um, look, Saturday's going to be a very interesting night. Um, from Seen from his side, uh, they have a lot of confidence in themselves, but um, it's going to be uh, a lot of loss of confidence come from round one. Well, who gave you the name Ferocious, or did you give yourself the name? No, the name was uh, brought up very early in my career as an amateur. I had taken a few school friends to come watch me fight uh, in the amateurs early in the piece. And after I beat up on, on a poor young kid, they turned around and said, that was, that was ferocious, Cambosis. And it just stuck. And look, the way I fight, I am ferocious. I come in there with bad intentions. Um, every bit of me is a savage. And look, you're going to see that on Saturday. It's, it's a savage versus a guy that's been there, that's civilised now. The man is civilised. Does he want it as bad as I want it? No chance in the world. George, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Wish you the best of luck this Saturday. It should be an intriguing fight card. It's Halloween here on the 31st. So, uh, yeah, expect the unexpected. Hey, it's Halloween and I'm a nightmare. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. Hey, Michelle Phelps. So you want my prediction on Usyk Chisora? Usyk, by clear decision, goes a distance. Okay, my prediction for Derek Chisora against Alexander Usyk... Um, even though I, I want Derek to pull it off, uh, even though I'm quite sure half the country's behind him to do this, it's a massive, massive ass for him. I think the fight um, that goes late, if not on points to Usyk, uh, if not the referee jumps in and stops it uh, towards the, 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 the latter part of the, the, the fight, the last two rounds, uh, because Derek's got a heart and uh, of, of a lion. And um, I'm quite sure that uh, Usyk's going to have to box his ears off uh, to try and punch the fight out of him. Talk to any of his sparring partners. All of his sparring partners, every single one of them, when I talked to them privately, I said, what did you think when you was coming over to spar? They thought, okay, it's going to be good, but Derek's going to get battered. You know, Usyk is just a different level. And I said, how about now? After they sparred, he went, we didn't know Derek could do that. We didn't, mm. He'd never done it in the ring before. Why? Why doesn't he always fought like that? And I went, exactly. This is it. He's doing stuff he's never done before. Every single sparring partner can't believe Derek Chisora is doing what he's doing. And if he can translate that into a fight, mm -hmm. 
into in, if he can translate that into fight conditions with ten. He's doing it with twenty ounce gloves on, big head guard. When you take when you cut them gloves in half and it's all knuckle, he's hitting the top of the head. He's hitting the back of the head, the neck, around the shoulder. He's just pounding anything he can get his hands on, and doing damage with massive gloves on against solid rock solid guys. Ooh. We got ourselves, we got, we got ourselves well, an absolute barnstorm. I'm telling you, this is this is it. As a as a big fan of boxing, this is the fight I look up to. I I most eagerly wait. You know, it's, it's the perfect fight because it can end up only in heavy 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 KO by Chisora or or outboxing uh, by Yusuf. So there is no other way. No, there is no yeah. Chisora winning on points. There's no nothing. And I don't think Kusi can knock out Chisora. You know, maybe. Maybe TKO, but no, not no knockout. You know? So it's, it, I don't know. Listen, Chizora is so dangerous, and those gloves are so small. People don't mm-hmm. understand it. Believe they're small. I broke my fist both of the times. The Chandel, I broke this one. With oh, wow. Neo, I broke this one. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> they're so small. When I punch them, I feel the feel them in my elbow. You know how small they are. So if he chins Usyk, it's over. It's game over. You know, Chizora punches like a beast. You know? and I saw him. Live when he fought uh, uh, Spilka, Alto yeah. Spilka, that was devastating to watch. Bro, that was, he yeah. has some guns, so he's good. He's good. He has long arms. So yeah. it's a very interesting fight. I would put my money on Usyk. You know, I would put my because he's he did everything. He did everything he needs to. He's already a legend. You know? Yeah, much better boxer than Chizora if you look at it that way. You know? So I'll put my money on Usyk, but it's definitely a fight I'm gonna watch. My prediction for Yusik Chisora at the weekend, I think Yusik is technically too good. Um, obviously, I've seen him fight live in their ringside, and he's just something else. He's just going to outsmart Chisora. I think he's technically too good. I think his defence is going to be too tight. Chisora is not going to land any clean shots. It's going to frustrate him. Um, he's going to tire, and we all know Yusik doesn't really tire. He can, his cardio levels are just unmatched. Um, and I'm going to go for a late stoppage for Usyk. Um, my gut is saying seven, but I'm going to give myself a little bit of leeway and say round seven to ten for Usyk stoppage. Bande Usyk versus Derek War Chazora. We could be seeing an upset here. You're going to think I'm crazy because I'm backing Derek Chazora because I've known this since me 15 years old. But no, I'm backing it over the simple fact that I was not impressed with a 15 stone 5 um, Usyk versus Chaz Witherspoon, the nephew of former WBC and WBA heavyweight champion Tim Witherspoon. I wasn't impressed with that performance at all. And he was in where with a substitute guy who was unfit. Now, a fit Derek Cesaro who comes in, who's who's ready, who's motivated, who's got the former um, two-weight world champion in David Hay behind him, who's 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 sacrificed things, who's who's coming on point. Derek Cesaro coming in at, I don't know, say it comes at 17-11. It's a lot of weight. And even though I, I rate Usyk as a cruiserweight and I've got Usyk as a, as a top 10 pound for pound, even now, even though without a world title, I don't see this being an easy fight for him. Uh, but what was it? The Caballet fight uh, when Derek challenged for the European title, he was soundly out box. But we know that at that time, uh, his mentor and trainer, 
and Don Charles wasn't with him. So we didn't see the best Derek Cesaro going in, 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 in that fight. And he got soundly outplayed. And it seemed like Derek had trouble with movers. One thing that we have to give uh, uh, Usyk, Usyk has the best footwork and knowing how to position men into range and out to range just by slight adjustments of his feet. He's excellent. But uh, I could see Usyk outplaying Derek Cesaro after Derek giving him a run. Usyk doesn't have early round knockouts and I can't see him having early round knockouts, especially up at heavyweight. And Derek Cesaro has got a very, very sound chin. But what I can see is maybe Usyk um, uh, befuddling Derek and, and beating Derek on points. But there is a sneaky feeling, I have a sneaky suspicion that I could see one of those overhand rights clapping Usyk about round four, causing a cut and Derek Cesaro winning on cuts about round, round, round eight. Seriously, call me crazy. But apart from that, then I'm gonna go for Usyk on points. I'm not um, sitting on the. I'm not. I'm not sitting on the fence here. I would go for Usyk to win the fight, but you can never ever count out Derek Cesaro. Derek Cesaro against Alexander Usyk. So, I think the lack of crowd um, is gonna play a part, but. I don't think it was ever going to play a part on the on the end result. I think Usyk's going to win via unanimous decision, or I think Derek could get pulled out between rounds nine to twelve, uh, if I'm honest. But I wish Derek all the best, and I want him to win. Um, I really, really would love to see him win. But Usyk's a boxing genius, and I just think there's 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 levels to this, and I think Usyk's going to look fantastic on uh, on Saturday night, but. Good luck to Derek Chisora. I hope he does the business. I hope he proves me wrong. Hey, MJT, uh, Johnny Wilds here. Thank you so much for having me on. Hope you're well and safe during this uh, crazy and uh, unfortunate 2020. Uh, this Saturday, we have Yusuk and Chisora. Uh, the fight opened up at minus 800 on Yusuk, about plus 500 on Chisora. Um, it's leveling out to around minus, minus 900 on Yusuk, plus 600. Uh, not a real big fan of laying a price that uh, big on Yusuk, even though I think he's going to win. Um, I look to the fight to not go the distance, minus 150. Um, I think that Usyk's going to wear him down. Uh, Chisora's only been stopped three times in his uh, career to the talented Tyson Fury, uh, Dillian White, and Mr. David Hay. Um, he does have nine losses. As we all know, Usyk is undefeated. Uh, both guys are coming off of a year layoff. Uh, last time we saw Usyk, um, he stopped uh, Chaz Witherspoon in the seventh, and Chisora uh, parked uh, pricey boy in the fourth round. So um, I really think that uh, Yusuf's going to wear him down and uh, get the stoppage before 12. I think, I think um, it's a great fight, but I think Usyk, man, is just like, you know, he's just on another level right now. You know, with this fight right here, these guys pretty match in size. It would be interesting to see what he does against a guy like a Joshua. You know, I don't see him beating Fury. I don't see nobody in the heavyweight division beating Fury. Usyk's going to be... Technically too good for him and just wear him down and break him down as the rounds go on. Or I think where Usyk's not a, a natural heavyweight, that's going to be the deciding factor. Because obviously, like we all know, Chisora, he's, he's, he's a strong fighter. He's a tough fighter. And he, if he turns up on a day and the right Chisora uh, turns up, I do think he has the tools to beat um, uh, Usyk. I'm going to go with um, Chisora. Usyk, like against um, Tony Bellew, Tony Bellew admitted he said come seventh round or eighth round he goes I was absolutely exhausted I didn't know I yeah. couldn't stand and that's when um Usyk sort of got on top of him whereas I don't think Chisora is gonna let Usyk bully him around for seven eight rounds and then come on top 
you know, when you're fighting a naturally bigger, stronger, heavier person, you can't really bully them around the ring. I'm not sure. You know, we didn't really see too much to, you know, um, he didn't perform well um, in his la in his first pro uh, professional heavyweight fight. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, he's had a lot of time to adjust and fix. And, and, and I know that that's the type of person he is, that he would see the adjustments and kind of, you know, fine tune himself. So, uh, I think he should be. He should do good. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't see him doing uh, bad in this fight. Hey, fight fans! It's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here, or else. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO, and your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted as always to be joined by the Ring Magazine World Champion. You've got other world titles, but that's, yeah. that's probably the, my favourite one. Yeah, but uh, one. Calm Smith. Calm, first and foremost, I've just seen you do a couple of rounds sparring there. I've seen you smash the heavy bag, padlock with Joe. I think you're just taking over waiting for this fight date. Yeah, just just taking over. Obviously, I'm in, I'm in touch with Eddie. We're trying to we're trying to get a fight. Obviously, the, the fight I wanted, the big fight, and we've been old now for to try and get one of those. But the the weeks in the year are running out, and hopefully, it's just a case of if it's just getting out in a volunteer defence. The so be it. Obviously, I prefer a bigger fight, but you no, know, I, I just want to fight this year. I don't want to write the whole year off as as a loss. So. And this is the same boat as every other fighter out there. We all want to get back active. We all want to fight, and I'm I'm always in the gym, whether it's taking over or you know do a bit of sparring in there. But I'm ready if if I take given a date now, I'd be I'd be in good shape for for the next few weeks. You mentioned the big fight, so let's just jump straight into it. The last year, I think we were out in Arizona for Liam Smith's fight, and there was mm. talk about you and Canelo. There was talk about you and Billy Joel. Mm. Now they were the two big fights yeah. that were basically dangled in front of you for this year, obviously yeah. with. The current situation that we're in, it sort of put a halt on that for a good few months. So in terms, we've seen Canelo's time with the idea of fighting Yildirim. We've mm. seen Billy Joe's fighting Mark Murray now. Yeah. So in terms of big fights for you, are you ready? Are you willing to just to step back at the domestics level to yeah. get that takeover fight, or you just want that big fight now? Uh, no, like I said, obviously the Canelo fight, the fight I think everyone wants. The Billy Joe fight, a massive fight. I think that has to happen between mm. ourselves. I think, I think Eddie said he preferred it with a crowd, which rightly slow. So I think. If there's a total crowd at the start of next year, then maybe we can do it. Then he, he's he's got his his job against Martin Murray, and hopefully I can do the same. But no, a volunteer defence isn't what what I wanted. But if it's a case of that or not, and then I've got to do that. I can't just sit out the ring and now feel I'm coming into my, into my best years. Now I'm a world champion. I want to make the most of them, and I can't make the most of them if I'm sitting on the sideline. I want to fight regardless of who it is, and just doing, doing a, a, a full training camp and keeping your body active and keep your body in shape and I need, I need that, I need a goal to, to train for so again I prefer a big fight but we have to see what, what Eddie can deliver Canelo's obviously needing a, an opponent <coughs> excuse me uh, and you were and although Billy Joe Saunders yeah. got the fight ahead of you but now Billy obviously took a step back yeah. saying he's not doing the fight now he's fighting Martin Murray you're still without an opponent I don't think Canelo's with an opponent, so what do you have to do to get that fight? What's, what needs to be made? What needs to be said? What needs to be done? Uh, I don't know. I just I think he's got a lot of other problems outside mm. the ring with obviously going by the zone. I'm not sure 
I don't really understand Rovi too much into it, but I think they're going to court. So whether that that his chances of fighting this year are gone, I, I'm not too sure. Again, he seems to be in the gym as if he knows he's fighting this year, but his court case suggests otherwise. And the talk of the Yildon fight has been too two pace bids that have been missed so whether that happens or not again I'm not too sure if that doesn't happen I'd like to think I'm probably next in line for the WBC I feel I should have been in line not before Canelo I'm diamond champion that that, not that happened so again that's another option if Canelo doesn't fight Yildon I'm hoping my name might get put forward for, for the vacant WBC title but it, it's all just waiting and I can't afford to wait any longer I've got to say the weeks in the year are running out I've got to just get, it, get a fight nailed down and whether it's a volunteer defence or one of the big ones we'll have to just just get out however means possible. The thing is, well, obviously, with the current situation like we've mentioned there, it's you'll probably have to go and fight a domestic level fighter in terms of what Billy Joe's doing with Martin Murray. He was due to fight Martin Murray a couple of years, 18 yeah, months ago, whatever it was. Times, but but yeah. Would you revisit the rematches with John Ryder or Rocky Fielding or anyone along their lines to maybe get that, get dust the cobwebs off? I know Rocky and Ryder and there's yeah. obviously that backstory with Ryder and stuff like that. Would you revisit yeah, these matches? Yeah, it's the Ryder one. I've, I've heard he's fighting, I think he's meant to be fighting Lemieux in some form of elimination. Mm, so that yeah. fight definitely is possible. No, if he can take care of Lemieux, then it puts him back mm -hmm. in not in the mix and no, he could possibly get a manty position. So that fight is out there. The field one, I don't know. I don't know what he's, what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He seems to have gone quiet. It's been, it's been a while since since he's been out and I don't really think that fight need, needs to happen again, being totally honest with mm -hmm. you. But no, them, them type of names... Obviously, it's not a fair or someone. I think to have them volunteered, they've still got to be ranked in the top ten mm -hmm. in the WBA. So it, it's no, it's not going to be no enough of a job. It's going to be a, a good fighter at some, at some decent level. I'm hoping Eddie will send me some names this week, and we'll go with whatever one one works out best. But I just I just want to fight. I'm I'm not a I don't live a bad life. I don't I don't no party and all <laughs> nah, that. And you look fine. I'm always I'm always in the gym, so I'd like to you know, put it to use. People always say I'm I'm inactive and. If you look at how inactive I am, you'd think, you know, I, I love the, the party lifestyle, but I'm not. I'm always in the gym. It's just certain things have always seemed to seem to frustrate me, keep me out of the ring, but I'm, I'm ready to go. I want to fight date and I want to I want to finish this year with a win. We spoke a little bit when you finished your spawn. Uh, I, I said Danny Jacobs would have been perfect for you. Yeah, it's a bit of a great fight. Big name in the US. Yeah, and stuff he's, like that. he's a big name. He's probably outside the world champions. He's probably the biggest mm. name possible for me to fight him. I was open to that fight. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to go to New York and fight him over there, even though that is is his back garden. But he seemed to be happy with with the Rosado fight. He can't just seem to push for that. He has a bit of an argument at the Chavez way, in and that, that seems to be the fight he wants to go. But again, if he comes to that, I'm sure his name will always pop up. He'll always be in the mix. He's a good fighter, a fighter I respect, and I, I do rate. But a super middleweight, I believe I can beat them all, and I just like the opportunity to show that. You said the super middleweight, you, you believe you can beat them all, but it seems to be hard to keep your nail on these big fights, yeah, like Canelo yeah. and Billy Joe Saunders. So, again, people always say, Carlos Cam Smith makes super yeah. middleweight, he's six foot three, he's this, that, and the next thing. Would a fight with one of the champions at Light Heavy, would you step up to face like the Betty Beers, the Bivols, yeah. and all these guys if that came if that came on next? Yeah, I've always said it's it's inevitable I will move up, and even, no, even if I'm, I'm still doing the weight well, I'd like to move up and be a two-way world champion. It's a... You know, we all have goals we set ourselves and I've been a world champion of super middleweight so I'd love to be a, a two-weight world champion and I believe I'm big enough and good enough to, to do that aim. Obviously I'd like to achieve as much as I can at super middle before doing that but if if it carries on the way it is and I can't cement a big fight at, at 168 then no, I'd definitely move up and I'd definitely fight one of the champions at the weight above. I do see my future up there but again if I've been world champion since the end of 2018 now and I'm still 
trying to secure a, a big meaningful fight and that's no disrespect to you know, Ryder or Hassan and Dan but a, a unification fight it took me you know, two years now and I still can't secure one so hopefully this year will next year sorry will be the year I can't secure one but if not then you no know, a move to 175 definitely is a possibility. We said as well that it seems the to get a fight nowadays you need to do a lot of talking yeah, a lot yeah. of, but that's not you. Yeah no it's not me I've always been a big believer in if you're good enough and you keep winning you will get there and I have kind of shown that but at the minute especially with the way the times are now it seems to be the you know, the, the Instagram talkers and the you know, the big personalities you were getting all the all the all the slots and all the fights but I'm not going to switch and change up and I'll start. No, I might give me Instagram to someone else and tell them to start calling a few people out. Give it to your wife, I'm sure yeah, she can take handle, yeah, take handle that. Um, look, I, I believe um, my ability should get me the fights and you know, people should want to pay to see fights because they're good fights and you know, maybe Canelo, maybe someone, just them fights speak for themselves. They're the fights that people, as a boxing fan, I'd want to see and you know, she wins. And the Saunders fights in all British unification. There's you no know, Fury Joshua apart from them too. There's no other ones that are possible at the mm -hmm. minute no domestic ones so it'd be a shame if that didn't happen if one of us to lose in the meantime or it, you know, we're both world champions both from Britain it, it should happen and I'm sure it can happen and I'm sure it will happen well, You said that it was a unification fight with you and Billy Joe Saunders so when you look at Billy Joe and Martin Murray hmm. like, what's your thoughts on that fight? Um, it's not like Martin he's a, he's a good fighter he has a very good career and I think when he was supposed to fight last time it was a good fight a, you know, a good pick and fight whereas now I just think the, the inactivity and age and just that different part of the career I think Billy Joe might just be a little bit too young and too fresh for him like I said I like Martin I wish him well in the fight I just think timing um, it probably Martin's chances were a lot better a couple of years ago when the fight was originally planned mm -hmm. and I think Saunders pulled out a couple of times quite close to the date which was probably frustrating for Martin but I just think the timing of the fight suits Billy Joe now than it does Martin I'm, Excuse me again I, I said how frustrating is it I know you're the Gallagher's gym your brother Liam and uh, Cam Johnson and that you're, you're a good there's a good vibe in the gym yeah. but how frustrating is it as a team when you see your brother Liam hasn't fought since December Cam Johnson's name seems to be when they talk about the light heavyweight boxes yeah. and you seems to be at the bottom of yeah. the pile and yourself struggling to get a fight date so you haven't fought since November so what's morale like in the camp? Um, it, it's frustrating but it's not it, I can't, a lot of it you've got to just accept that when it, we're in a pandemic and you no know, times are hard in the boxing world mm. and you no know, no not everyone's been as, as as active as they like. Some a lot of people who are fighting now have probably been out for since the back end of last year. But it's no, I don't think there's anyone in the gym now who's got a date confirmed. We're, we're still all in the gym. We're still all training, as you've seen today. And uh, same with Callum Johnson. He's he's in a, was or should be in a very good position, but he seems to just be left out out to dry. And the same with myself. I'm 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 world champion. I should be have people queuing up to fight me. Whereas instead, it's me trying to secure fights with them that's but, crazy yeah, yeah it, it's just boxing it, it's a frustrating sport at the time it's not as, as easy and straightforward as we don't like as fighters but you've got to just get on with it and be patient and I'm sure the fights will come I know it's frustrating for you that you're not, you've not got a fight but I'm, I'm sure you're watching boxing on TV so yeah. there's a big fight this weekend you're yeah. second versus uh, yeah. Chisora so uh, quick thoughts on that fight um, it's a good fight like, I'm a massive Yusuk fan I've, I've known him since, since the amateurs and I've always knew how, how talented he was and it was great watching him in the tournament. You know, him and Gassiev potentially was a great fight, and it was a it was a one-sided you no know, boxing display from Yusuf. And I just um, it's a and no sorry, you know what you're getting all the time. He, mm -hmm. he comes to fight. He's tough and he's a big heavyweight. And as good as Yusuf is, we still really haven't seen him take a smack off a mm -hmm. big, full, fully fledged heavyweight. And there's always that that bit about it. You can have all the ability in the world, but I think we've seen 
a bit with Lomachenko. Your size can only make up your ability can only make up for so much given so much size away at, at one point. You, you come up against someone who's just who's good and a little bit too big for you. And I think that was the case with, with the Lopez fight and can you should do it at heavyweight? I believe he can, but there's a lot of question marks that may be answered the weekend. Well fingers crossed we get these answers. I'm definitely looking forward to it as yeah. well. Well, Carl, I know you've had a hard session. I'm probably itching to get back down at Liverpool and uh, get some food in you and stuff. Actually, that's every, yeah, every single yeah. fight I've interviewed that's trained. Like, I just want to get yeah, some food. Some food yeah. uh, well, I won't keep you much longer. I yeah. just want to say thanks for this fight for TV no, and uh, hopefully you get a fight date soon, man. Fingers crossed. Fingers Appreciate crossed it, man. Thanks, Carl. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO, free impartial advice on all your debt. This is Coon Cassius for Eiffel TV in association with MCK Global. It's Usyk Chisora Fight Week. Delighted to be joined by Miss Savannah Marshall. How are you first, Savannah? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Glad I got the negative. I'm finally in the bubble. <laughs> finally in the bubble. So, yes, let's just kind of re-go, uh, is that the word? Track back to a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, it must have been kind of a, a, a difficult time. Obviously, Peter Fury testing positive for COVID, etc. But Eddie Hearn did mention that he his plan was to get this fight on this card, but it was a short space of time. So it was rather optimistic, I thought, that this fight would land on it. But obviously, Peter got the all clear recently, so he's fine. So the fight goes ahead. So yeah, just talk to me about it. it must have been disappointing a couple of weeks ago for you. Yeah, it was so. Obviously, you, you get tested and then you have to go and sit in your hotel room, don't you? So I was, um, I remember I was texting Lawsy on the morning, uh, Joe Laws on the morning, and he'd got his results back at nine o'clock. Me and Pete were still sat waiting. So anyway, I come to one o'clock and I knew, just, I knew straight away. Peter rang me, he was like, here, Savannah, I'm sat in this room watching everyone out my window or walking about. He was like, how would you feel? I was like, Peter, I feel fine. I was like, if someone comes back on me, I'm going to say I want to retest. Anyway, I come and obviously Peter tested positive. So that was it. I had a knock on the door, two heavies come to the door, I put gloves on, a mask, a visor. And we got kicked out the back door and I had to leave. So at that point, you must have been kind of thinking in kind of the current situation we're in, when does the fight get rescheduled for? Where's it going to slot into? But... I mean, conveniently, you've not had to wait long, so it's kind of just a little bit of an extended camp by a short time, and it's on this Saturday. Yeah, so um, so obviously they were talking about we had a quarantine for 14 days, so I'd got back, and two days later I went to go and get tested again, and I'd come back negative. And then on the Monday we both had to go and get tested again, and it was depending on when the, what them results were for what would happen, if we could get on the show or not. And obviously we both come back negative on Tuesday, I think, last Tuesday. So then it was like, right, you're on the Derek Chisara, Yusuf, Bill. Let's get it on. 
And obviously, it's no one's fault. And like I said to you, you girls uh, both tested negative anyway, but it's the knock-on effect of obviously people you've been around with. But yeah, I mean, look, disappointing also, and I'm sure you'll appreciate for Hannah Rankin as well. But again, it's been put right and neither of you girls are having to wait that much longer than the original date. Yeah, 100%. And I think the only good thing to come out of this, obviously, Peter's fine, he's fit and healthy, and it's a better card. Well, it's it's a bigger card, so to speak. I think there'll be a lot more people you know, tuning in or whatever. It's a bigger platform. And I think Hannah will agree with me that you know, when you look at it, it couldn't have worked out better, really. I spoke to Peter uh, a couple of times in interviews and on, on the phone, and you know, he said that before his result came back negative, he, you know, he said to me that, because you know, we learnt this from Eddie Hearn, actually, who tested positive I believe and then tested negative because it can sharp as a positive result for up to three months which is a concern so I think the board have now changed the rules about retesting etc but Peter did say that you know he doesn't want to kind of be the one that kind of denies you your chance at the world title and if he had to kind of give instructions by not being here that's what he'd have to do is that what he said to you? Yeah he did so I'd seen that interview that he's done Anyway, in my head I thought, oh God, well yeah, do you know that he, he's saying that and then he called me on the night and he was like, right, we need to have the discussion if my test's going to come back positive in the morning, what's going to happen? And I'd said, oh look, if it comes to it, because I've only ever had Peter in my corner for being a pro, by my debut where I had my amateur coach, uh, Tim, so I'd said, look, if it comes back positive and, do you know, I'll get put on this showing you can come. I'd like, you know, Tim to step in and do me do me corner. But um anyway that, that never happened and you know Peter will be here this week. So yeah, Peter was basically though willing to, to step away for the benefit of his fighter yourself, which is and I'm sure he obviously would have done the same for Huey who's meant to have a fight coming up in, in November. So but that, that kind of speaks volumes about Peter Fury that he's concerned. Because all the time I was speaking to him, he wasn't like even talking about his like the whole COVID situation. He was more concerned about the effect it has on you, yourself and Huey. Well, even when we were coming back from Peterborough, you know, I could tell that he was gutted, absolutely gutted. And I'd said, look, Peter, I was like, don't worry about it. I was like, because really there's no one else that I would have wanted here. So don't, don't for a second you know, start not feeling like that or being upset about it. Um, I just thought, get me home, <laughs> put your foot on the pedal. But no, it, um, like I said, it's all worked out for the best and he, he's, he's, he's fit and healthy. What sort of challenge does Hannah Rankin bring this Saturday um, at the Wembley Arena? Um, Hannah, Hannah's a tough cookie. She's a tough cookie, she's game. Um, I've, and I, I'm expecting the best Hannah Rankin there is. Was a world title on the line. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and someone who has obviously been in the ring on the pro scene with Clarissa Shields as well. Um, what did you make of that fight? I'm, I'm sure you would have watched it. I think it was a couple of years ago now. Yeah, it was. But you, you can't take anything away from that. Like you said yourself, it was a couple of years ago. And I know Hannah's improved since then. If you come through this night, are we still going to see... This fight that we keep talking about for next year. We're going to keep going on about it, Savannah, until it happens. You, you and Shields. Yeah, 
Yeah, it has to happen, doesn't it? We've got to cross paths. It's the biggest fight out there for me. But you've got a job to do this weekend, so best of luck to the pair of you this week. And, uh, yeah, it should be an interesting night, Halloween night. Expect the unexpected. Who knows what on earth is going to happen? Yeah, 100%. Um, I just can't wait. I can't wait to get in there now. It's been a long time coming. Like I said, I'm just excited and ready to go. World title on the line this Saturday. Usyk Chizora, tune in. Have you got anything else you'd like to add before we finish? By the pit of you. <laughs> Or someone stream a link on Facebook from me, family. No. Well, OK. But all by the pay-per-view, just by the pay-per-view. Uh, Savannah, thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch up with you again this week. Yeah, thank you. Is your debt causing you sleepless nights? Knock your debt out with Debt KO. And your debt won't be the only thing keeping you up at night. Debt KO. Free, impartial advice on all your debt. have a talk about the fight Usyk Chizora we have to talk about it we have to mention Usyk's name first he's the bill you know he's he's the guy that everyone's expecting to win you think that uh, Derek actually does have a chance are you changing your mind now listen you'd have to be stupid to think that somebody who punches like Derek Chizora we've seen him time and time again I mean the, the Carlos Takam knockout just for just for one example that was a hell of, of a fight that was a hell of a fight and it was under pressure as well for for taking, many moments in that he was fight. Taking some serious stick in that. Taking fight. more punishment than what I took in, in a few of my fights. Sitting on the ropes in the corner, taking heavy shots. I never used to, uh, people said that I took a lot of shots, no. but I didn't sit there like like Chisora. He was like riding him. He was soaking like, him up. You look like Pernell Whitaker compared to what he looked in. No, I won't go that far. I won't go that far. But yeah, I know what you're saying, but. Yeah, and he turned it around and he got the knockout, and we've we've seen one, it. We've seen shot, it with him. What one overhand right, and that was yeah, when exactly. he was completely exhausted from getting battered. How about when he's in tip-top condition? How about when he's conditioned his body, conditioned his mind to focus on throwing specific sequences of punches that Usyk doesn't like? Right, listen. So you're 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 telling me yeah. that. The training's gone superb, which obviously you're not going to say it's not, but you could be honest and say that... His last, his, could... last three, his last the last three training camps I've done with yeah. Zora was the Dylan White 2 rematch. I, yeah. was very, I was very unhappy with it, but because the first fight went as well as it did do, I, I actually had Derek possibly... It was a very close fight. I had Derek yeah. making it by a round. Yeah, then okay. he had... Um, but he lost that fight. So, so off the strength of him losing that fight in such a close fight, mm. I thought going by what his existing training team was telling me about his fitness going into the second fight, that's what gave me the confidence that he would that he would win, and he was winning up until the point he got knocked out in the eleventh round. So, I was unhappy with a lot of the way he did his training, his mindset, the fact he took way too many days off, the fact that he wasn't really pushing himself to the limit in every training session. He was cutting his sparring short. He wasn't really sparring the, the right people, in, in my opinion. Yeah, but I know what you're saying. Since that point, 
he's taken on board a lot more of what I, 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 I've requested, the, taking on board the training philosophies of, you know, pushing his heart rate a lot higher than he has done in the past. Not, not being a plodding heavyweight, training like you're a middleweight. Yeah. Clusters of punches, not one or two big shots. We're talking clusters of no less than four. He's, he's known for being quite fit. He's fit for 12 rounds anyway. We've seen no, that no, time no, and no, time no, again. No, 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 no. Here's the thing that maybe the, the experts aren't aware of. Derek, you're right. He, you've seen him time and time again do 12 rounders. Does that mean you're 12 round fit to, to fight for three minutes above those 12 rounds? Just because someone does... You could no, 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 of course round. not. You of course not. You could do a 12 round fight today if you pace yourself correctly. You've got enough boxing know-how to get through 12 rounds and lose on points against probably anyone in the world right now. Yeah. But for you to be the type of fitness that you need to win these toe-to-toe exchanges, you know what it takes, how hard you've got to push yourself. And there have been times in the past where you haven't quite... You've, you've been fit for the first fight with uh, George Groves. You was fit for 12 rounds. No, you wasn't. You, you, no. Didn't, you, you, wasn't you, was, you, you could do 12 rounds, but you didn't have that end. I've seen Chisora. I've seen him go 12 rounds. I've seen him finish strong in fights. Um, how, about, the, how about him now? Being the first fight with Dillian White was, was close, and that was a tough 12-rounder. And, and, um, and if you thought he had 12 rounds of action in then, how about when he's done three times as much sparring, got hit a tenth of the amount in his head through training camp, he's done three times as many conditioning sessions, and he's really, really pushing his lungs in every session where he didn't do before. You saw Derek Chisora fighting on an empty tank, and that's still impressive. How about when he's fully loaded? It makes yeah, well, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he could do now. He's, he's, you're saying he's like super fit, fitter than he's ever been, the best he's ever been. And I'm not, I'm not going to discredit that in any way because you know your stuff. You know what you're seeing, and you've got inside. Right, tell me about Alexis Dimitriadis. If, if that's pronounced correctly. Yeah, you used him. Right. Just, let me just start with you. Did you have him in your training, just for the people that didn't know? He trained you for your fight against Chisora. Yes, he was in. And he was working on some different, he was working on yeah. some different bits. Exactly. Tell me about that. When, when, I, when, I was, when I was training to fight Derek Chisora in 2012, um, I was fully aware that Derek is stronger than me. Fact. He can deadlift more than me. He can squat more than me. He can bench press more than me. He's just a bigger, stronger animal than me. So I didn't want that to be the case. I remember watching the way Evander Holyfield dealt with Mike Tyson. And what he did was, anytime they got into a clinch, for whatever reason, Holyfield was able to walk Tyson back, put him on his heels and walk him back to the ropes. Psychologically, that got into Mike Tyson's head and, and allowed him to believe Holyfield was stronger than him. And he was, coming, he was the guy coming up from cruiserweight. So theoretically... He was, Tyson was probably expecting Holyfield to try and box around him, but he didn't. He took it to him. So I thought, how can I do that? Uh, and uh, Alexis and all of the guys, Marius, his brother, and all the guys down at London Shoot Fighters, they come from a wrestling background, an MMA background. So there's a lot of clinch work, a lot of pummeling involved. So I got these guys involved to assist me in learning how the foot positioning, how to, you know, get, get your underhooks in and use it to your advantage, punching whilst in the clinch. There's so many different elements that I was unaware of that they made me aware of. And it allowed me to seriously take control of the fight with Derek Chisora, who was stronger than me. And if you rewatch that fight, any time he came into a clinch, I pushed him back. Psychologically, it made Derek believe that I was stronger than I actually was, which then allowed me to have that gap and have that room to land my longer range punches. 
So yeah, I get that. I, I get I, that. I, I brought him in for that. It was very good, useful. He's also assisted me over the years um, with my sparring. I used to send him videos of my sparring if he wasn't there. And he used to, oh, I remember you always coming back with good feedback about footwork, about, about tactical side of things. These guys, are, they're fighting guys. They don't have a, they're not a box, come from a boxing background. They come from a fighting combat background. They train. So, so physically, okay. So, so physically, they're going to get Derek Chisora a bit more physically in, in terms of gra grappling and up close. But Chisora is already, though, Chisora is already bigger and stronger and heavier than Usyk. So in that department, he, he he's, was, he's already he got them advantages. No, he was, but he never used to use it. He was unaware. He never used to use his strength in fights. He didn't know how to. What he used to do is allow people to walk him back. And if you watch when he gets into clinches with people, he was getting pushed back. I was able to push him back. He was pushed him back in your fight, yeah. Yeah, he didn't know. How, he, did, he was unaware of how to use that strength. He was strong, but he didn't know how to use it. These yeah. guys have allowed him to develop a boxing technique and style to maximize his punching output, to make sure when he punches, his head's coming off the line, that he's not up in the air, yeah. getting ready to get caught with the counterattacks. He has been getting counterattacks in the past. So these guys, because they don't have a technical, a boxing background. You can't really check out their boxing credentials. But I've, yeah, okay, them, okay. I've used their okay. boxing credentials. And this will be the first time um, Alexis has been in a corner of a boxing match. But he, under, he understands boxing. He understands fighters. He understands rhythm and pace and how to structure. Right, okay, okay. Fighting. So I've, I've got all that. I've got all that. I understand it. Um, Alexis... He knows his stuff. He's adding to Chisora's game. He's going to add to the... the it sounds to me like it's going to be a bit of weight distribution, a little bit of grappling up close. He's going to be able to manoeuvre maneuver, maneuver Usyk around the ring and make him tired rather than use too much of his own energy, sort of position him around the ring himself. So um, that's, that's going to be an advantage. But <sighs> Alexander Usyk, he's won everything as an amateur. 100%. He's unde undisputed king as a cruiserweight. He's now kind of... This is his second fight. I mean, Chaz Witherspoon, that win. Does that count as a, as a big win as heavyweight? In many people's eyes, probably not. No, but he's no. gone up. He's come up to heavyweight. He's dipped his toe in the water with Witherspoon. He's won that fight. And now he's in against the live. Somebody who we know is a, a fully-fledged head heavyweight who can go in with the best of them. You know, I think it's probably 85% of people that I speak to just in the oos it's going to outbox him. Yeah. and maybe stop him late. And I can kind of see myself. I, I, could, I understand that. I could I, see myself a late stoppage for Usyk. I'm not saying it's going to be a late stoppage. I can see yeah. that. I can see Usyk just... Yeah. I watched I Alexander Usyk yesterday against um, Joe Joyce on the WSB, which is, for people who don't know, it's kind of a bridge between amateur boxing and professional boxing. It's five three-minute rounds, no head guards, no vests. And I've never seen anybody deal with Joe Joyce in that manner, the way Usyk mm. did. Usyk was kind of, he wasn't playing with him, that would be disrespectful to Joyce, but Joyce landed very little, he looked to be shook up a couple of times, I never see Joe Joyce, the juggernaut, he just marches forward with his cumbersome looking shots, but he's really, really effective and he gets to everyone, I've seen him sparring Anthony Joshua on numerous occasions up at the England squad in, um, at the EIS in Sheffield, and you know, I watched that yesterday and I just thought to myself, he's not, good. yeah, he's, 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 not, he's not a small cruiserweight, and now he's in the heavyweight division. That was a long yeah. time ago as well. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Of course it was. So he's, in, so he's improved immensely since that point. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we've, 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 discussed, we've discussed what you think. I'm not saying what I think. I know for a fact that Derek Chisora, if he catches anybody on the chin, including Alexander Usyk, he can knock him out. The top of, how about on the top of the head? How do you mean? If he catches Usyk on the top of the head? 
he he caught um, Carlos Takam on the top of the head. Yeah, well, he hit him and he got up at the can, and then the finish was was I think, Takam really. I mean, there was an argument that fight could have been stopped, but it had to go on. Yeah. And then he swallowed the right hand. Is that was that the top of the head? That second right hand. Yeah, I think there's a couple. I think there's a couple of top of the top of the head shots. Derek Chisora doesn't have that pinpoint accuracy. He wings shots wide, mm. but those swipes are hard. The body yeah. shots are heavy. We've been getting five or six sparring partners per training session, per sparring session, two in, just complete. Each person does two rounds, and they're getting a thousand pound bonus if they can knock him down. So these are live rounds. These guys are really coming at him, and he's got to have to win the rounds. Unlike the old days where he just does eight rounds of sparring, he's bashed up against the ropes. None of that. He's actually got to move his head, punch and move. And he's doing things consistently for the last six months now. For me, that, that will really make a difference in this fight. I really see Usyk being put in his uncomfort zone. De Derek will be hit with shots he doesn't know exist. Usyk is that guy, the southpaw. He can step round you. He can bring the shots up, bring them round. But Derek Dezora doesn't have a traditional style. He does his cross-arm defense, which isn't something you see in the amateurs. So Usyk yeah. hasn't had to deal with anybody of that type of style yet. All of the people Usyk have fought have been international amateurs themselves, world champions, amateurs, Brados, the Gassar, all the Olympic-style fighters moved into the professional game at the same time. And there's not much in it between them. But Derek Dezora just has a very, very different style that's very difficult to read. And all of the sparring partners came into camp believing Derek Zora's going to get battered. They said, every single one of them said, yeah, we, when we heard the fight, we come in to help, but we thought, you know, Derek probably can't deal with me. Every single one of them, at the end of the spa, fallen to the side and said, oh, what do you think? They all said, I didn't know Derek could close the range like that. I didn't know he could, oh. I, I didn't know, he, I, he's never done any of his fights. If he can replicate what he's been doing in sparring in this fight, and there's no reason he shouldn't, we've got ourselves a very, very interesting fight where Derek, where the Usyk may have to go soul-searching. Usyk may not be able to just keep it on the outside and out box. He may force Usyk to have to go toe-to-toe -to, -toe to start winning the rounds. We saw Papichenko's son, Limachenko, have to really dig in them late rounds. And it was against a guy who was naturally bigger than himself, Lopez. And we saw the pound-for-pound -pound kingpin not able to deal with the size factor. This, I believe, is a similar type of deal. Obviously, uh, Derek isn't young, but the size factor, he's going to be 20 kilograms bigger than him. That's a lot of weight in boxing. They have weight categories for a reason. 20 kilos of a prime Derek Tesoro willing to hit elbows, hips, back ahead, yeah, neck, yeah, yeah. hit you in the throat. Anytime Usyk wants to yeah, win, yeah. he's going to be in trouble. So Listen, you, without, very, without very, a very doubt, exciting. without a doubt, this is the first time that, that Usyk is going to be in the ring with a, with a proper heavyweight fledged, who's got experience. Fledged. He's got abundance of experience at top level as well. And, you know, I think it would be, it'd be stupid to think that, that Chisora is not going to put Usyk in some kind of pressure or some kind of sticky points or put him in some position where he's not being in amateur or professional. He's going to have his back against the ropes. He's going to be pushed around and manhandled at times. And that's the interesting bit for me. How does, how does Usyk cope under pressure when he's being leaned on and punched around the side of the head and around the back of the ribs and, um, you know, sort of manhandled and mauled around the ring? Because he's, he's got so much weight and size advantage. Um, Chisora, well, not so much height, but the weight, the bulkiness of the weight Natural and that physical size. strength. Yeah, so, you know, Usyk's going to be definitely in a position he's probably never been in 
in his career. And that's what excites me with this fight. Seeing how Usyk responds to that and seeing how he deals with the, with the pressure of, a, of a, a proper heavyweight fighter like Chisora, who isn't coming here to... He's not coming here to lose or roll over. Uh, he's coming here with ambition and he's coming here with, you know, with his head... One, one eye on the future and potentially what's ahead for him because this gives him a, this gives him a ranking. This gives him a mandatory position for, um, for Anthony Joshua, is it the WBO is it be managed for? Yeah, exactly. So, so if he knows he's got that as a dangling carrot for him as well, there's no reason for Derek Chisora to, to leave anything in the changing rooms no. or to leave anything in the gym. He just leave every single ounce of what he's got in the ring. And that's what excites me about this fight. Yeah. Um, regardless of how you think the result's going to go, this cannot be a one-sided performance or a one-sided whooping from Alexander Usyk. It just wouldn't seem right. It wouldn't be fair to suggest that. But Usyk is that good. You can see why people are dismissing Chisora. But they need to think about the size, the weight, the attitude, the change in training with Chisora. And, you know, just, just take all that into account when they're, when, they're, um, when they're placing their bets or they're opening their mouth with their opinions. Um, like I said, I, I share the opinion of many people who think that Usyk's probably got too much skill and too much natural ability and too much class but this isn't amateur boxing this is professional boxing and it can get very dirty and very hurtful in there at times of amateur boxing the referees let things go they let low blows go they let kidney punches go they let back of the head slaps go and lean in and elbows in the face you know all these things can play a massive factor in this weight division so I'm excited. I'm not writing off Alexander Usyk by no, no stretch of the imagination. Not Usyk, not Chisora. I'm not writing off Chisora. He's definitely in for a chance. I've got to say Usyk's my favourite for the win. It has to be, as far as I'm concerned. I know you're going to be, you're going to be on the edge of your seat from the very first goal. It's an intriguing fight. Very, very intriguing fight where the experts have it one way. You're an expert. I'm an expert. I'm sure if I weren't working with Derek Chisora, I'd, I'd see it exactly as you see it. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here, or else. Jillian uh, White, <laughs> he wasn't happy with what you said. Uh, what did you make of what he said back to you? I know D Dylan White's very. Um, he's, he, I always get a lot of love from Dylan White. He's always been, you know, pouring on, pouring on the love and the accolades to me. <laughs> um, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't impressed with the fact that um, after his after his loss, he he thought everything was going to plan. It was just a punch that knocked him out, and it happens in heavyweight boxing, which it does from time to time. But I definitely think, you know, getting hit with someone's best shot, you know. In a fight, you you know you're completely you're winning. Is it's a mistake? You've made a mistake at some stage, and you know it's like when um, I don't know Ortiz was completely dominating Wilder, mm -hmm. and then Wilder knocks him out of one punch. Uh, was that was it just one punch? But did you say oh, it just happens in boxing, or was 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 a uh, Wilder just losing those rounds, waiting for the opportunity because he knew it had come at some stage. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the latter. I think that might be the case. Now, was Povetkin waiting for that one shot? I don't think so. I think he was out on his feet. I think he just instinctively threw the shot that he was. He looked like he was throwing left hooks to the body, left hooks to the body, and didn't want to bring his arm down, bring his arm down. He dipped down and threw an uppercut. You know, a well timed punch, well laid out. It wasn't 
it wasn't um, a shot that I felt was completely out of the blue. It felt like he set it up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Dylan White's a, a better fighter than Povetkin is currently. I think Povetkin at 42 years old. I think, I think I'm not sure how many times he can take that type of beat and that Dylan White was dishing out to him um, for that fight. I think Dylan White has a great jab. And if he uses that and goes back to how he used to fight, no, I didn't like what I saw. I liked the fact that he was winning the fight, but the way he was doing it was quite risky. He, was, he felt too close to Povetkin. Mm-hmm. He's fighting a fighter who wants to fight close, who wants to throw chopping overhand rights in the pocket. That's where Povetkin wants to be. And Dylan White, it's not really his fight. His fight is long range, big left hooks, counter left hooks, you know, big raking jabs. You know? I've always liked Dylan White's sort of back foot, long range jab. Always thought he's world class, but he wasn't doing that in this fight. I don't know why. Maybe he needs to go back to doing what he used to do. I think he could beat Povetkin really easy if he does that. It'll be a much, much easier fight. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the first one was hard. It, was, it seemed quite easy till he, till he got knocked out. But, I definitely but is think, the outcome um, the same or do you, do you see it going differently? I think, I think, he, I think I, the, the outcome's there. I don't think he'll allow Povetkin to... to knock him out again mm-hmm. I think he, he'll be aware I don't think he feared it I think it was going so well for him so easy he just and he couldn't no Povetkin didn't really land any quality shots mm-hmm. so I think he just thought oh, this is easy work you know I'm just going to bang him out at any stage he was taking his time he wasn't rushing he mm-hmm. wasn't you know swarming him I think if Derek I think if um, the fighter that turned up against Derek Tazora, the fight that turned up against Rivas or Joseph Parker if that Dylan White turns up the Povetkin rematch, he chews him up in three rounds, just batters him. You, he's so strong. Dylan White is so physically strong. Mm-hmm. He should just use that. He wasn't using his strength for some reason. He just, it didn't look like it. It looked mm-hmm. like he was trying to outskill Povetkin. And Povetkin's a former Olympic champion. You know, he understands about you know counter punching and fighting in that pocket so mm-hmm. you know i think i think dylan needs to focus on just getting getting a, a really good performance he's you know he's got a lot of um a lot of people uh sort of gone a bit cold on him at the moment but i think a, an emphatic victory against povetkin in the old style dylan white which comes in just puts it right on you just watch the fight against joseph parker then watch just watch a joseph parker first three rounds then Can't hear you. Hey, Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you do so by clicking this icon right here or else.